The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Holmberg's morning sickness. Ugh. Blech. Sorry, I like you Rage Against the Machine. Brady's trying to convince me that the doors are good again. I don't know why. Today is that we're just looking at this day in history page. A lot of stuff happened today. It's a big one. The Lindbergh baby got kidnapped on March 1st. Uh, there's a lot of things. And in you there. had your fun fact in there that someone was offering to help him out. Yeah, the Al Capone was in jail. Of course, he's a man of the people. I'd be fine, your baby, but you got to help me out. I'm in the can. I'm in a hooskow. You guys want to do something, I'll get your baby. You want a baby, I'll get your baby by five. We're not dealing with the likes of you. Okay. Your baby's funeral. Look at that, pal. And then they found the baby at the bottom of the, the house. And they go, there he is. He's outside here in the grass. I didn't know that, that after the baby got found, which was right outside the place, they just donated their house to charity and moved. Oh, I, man, do with yeah. it. I can't imagine that. Anyway. And another thing, and this is something I knew, I just didn't know it was March 1st. Did you know why spring training's in Arizona? It's not the weather. It was always in Florida. It was actually not always because they had Catalina Islands where the Cubs used to go. Yeah. Teams used to practice by themselves. They'd find a nice place and practice by themselves. Well, uh, it started getting a little sketchy there in the 40s. And I believe it was 1949, is that right, when we had spring training, if I'm not mistaken? Pretty sure that's right. When it started. Hang on, let me check. I can double check that. I think it was 1949. Anyway, uh, the owner of the Indians was named Bill Veck, ironically enough. It was 47, so it was 47. Bill Veck. So it was the year that Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. Eight, April 15th, 1947 was the first time had an African-American baseball player. Officially, because Babe Ruth was half black. Nobody talks about that. But uh, officially, uh, Jackie Robinson was the first black player in baseball. In 1947, the Indians had to move their spring training somewhere racially tolerant because they had Larry Doby and... They were going to grab Satchel Page and Josh Gibson. They were going to bring in a bunch of uh, Negro League players and have them play at a lot of places in Florida and the South and up in Ohio and everywhere else. They said, we're going to try to practice. They're like, you're not doing it here. Arizona's like, we don't care. Come, Come on, on on. So spring training started in Arizona well, because, because we were so racially tolerant. <laughs> Ironically, to the Indians. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the Indians who were... Swarming the place at the time, we're cool with the Indians coming out here and practicing. I believe the Indians were named after the first Native American player that ever played in baseball, and they 
they always omit that part of why they're called the Indians was actually a tribute to a singular guy. But yeah, Phoenix, Arizona was racially tolerant in 1947. Uh, didn't have a problem or a law against having uh, people of color working for or in certain industries, and baseball was struggling with that. So they said we're gonna we're gonna work them out in spring. There was no the color barrier hadn't been broken yet. So March 1st, 1947, spring training happened here because of that. We lost a Super Bowl 50 years later because uh, of the opposite. How about that? Take that was 40 years later. So uh, we're all over the road. And now we're known as kind of racists somehow uh, in other states. They always look at Arizona as like backwards racists, and there's a lot of that. But still, how about that? My uh, ex-wife used to say that all the time. I hate Arizona because it's just no, there's no diversity. And I'm like, there's Indian stuff everywhere. You know what I mean. And I'm like, oh. Proper brown. <laughs> she used to get mad at me. I'm like, what's wrong with the Indians' diversity? It's not interesting to you, so it doesn't count as diverse? You know what I mean. There's Mexicans and Indians all over. You want Europeans. You want cosmopolitan diversity. So does Gilbert Ortega. Right. Gilbert Ortega can't stand all these Indians. You know why? I didn't even think of this. Gilbert Ortega went nuts during the Super Bowl screaming at Indians to get off his land. Right? I didn't think of this. If there's authentic Indians outside of his shop, there's no white people going in. Indians don't shop at Gilbert Ortega. That's true. Of course he's angry at them. They're not a cash flow. They've already got all that stuff. And if they don't, they've got authentic better ones in their houses than Gilbert Ortega's selling to Whitey. So you get authentic Indians. They might start showing what real stuff looks like. Then you go in and see the cheap tchotchkes he's selling. He's all of a sudden he's a dime store, you know, uh, interstate uh, gas station. There's a little, uh, there's a group that... Are uh, they think he's very important? Who he buys the products from him? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Cash flow. Yeah, but I don't think he's buying from Indians. Yeah, it says made in China. On the yeah, he's, he's he's got those things manufactured at this point. He's 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 not going to some bazaar. China's a famous Hopi Indian that makes these <laughs> right, dolls. Right. He's not going over to the the Yaqui tribes. Going All right. What do you got for where negotiating? Now he's got them. He's like they Mr. like Chang's building tomahawks yeah. for him. Mr. and Mrs. Johnson of uh, Dublin, Ohio, really enjoy these. I need seventeen hundred ho- cocoa pellies, um, and I would need them by Friday. And then okay, you got y'all. And then cocoa pellies come over in a box that smells like diesel fuel, with some jerseys that say Cardinals misspelled. <laughs> Yeah, but how about that? 1947, the racially tolerant Arizona starts spring training. And look at what it's become. When I was a kid, there were eight teams here, and it didn't seem like that was going to change. Grapefruit League was still, you know, what do they have, 20, 20 teams at the time uh, over in Florida, and eight of them were here, and then 10, and then now we're bigger than Florida. Do we have more now? If not more, the same. Oh. I think we I think we have a couple more. Yeah, I, think, I thought it was an equal split. I think we're like 18, and they're 14 or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. Either way, it's pretty awesome and it's lucrative. So that was the smart thing to do. Also, Harry Carey's birthday today. So baseball all over. But it is Kevin Durant Day here in town. And again, uh, people have done the checking. My three nights in a row dream of Kevin Durant going up for a dunk uh, against the Charlotte Hornets in their black jerseys with CLT written on them, which I find hysterical. Uh, that's in the dream. But the floor he's playing on is dark blue. It's wood with dark blue key and dark blue border. Somebody did some research for me, sent it over tonight. The Hornets will be using the Buzz City floor, oh, which good. is turquoise and black, not blue, which is good. And they will be wearing their black CLTs, though. So half of the dream is right, half of it isn't. I keep dreaming that he's dunking. He comes down, lands awkwardly, 
grabs his knee, and it falls into a heap right there underneath the basket. And Kevin Durant's time in Arizona lasts about four minutes. So you watching? I'll watch tonight because my dream is not – the floor is not significant. Okay. Three nights in a row. And I am putting it out there so I don't eat this. And it has to be – you know, I'm, I'm reverse, reverse jinxing the jinx. But it's horrifying. <laughs> Scary to me. But uh, KD starts for the Suns tonight. So their official championship run begins. And I got an email from a guy who said, remember when the Suns got Shaq and everybody thought they'd win a title? I don't think anybody thought they'd win a title. No. I was excited for having Shaq in town and maybe he would do something. But they had Mike D'Antoni as a coach. He had the, you know, seven seconds or less offense. He'd run down and shoot. Shaq did not fit that system (laughs) at all. Even in his prime, Shaq wouldn't have done well in a D'Antoni offense. And I thought maybe they would adapt and make Shaquille more of a centerpiece and have a half-court offense with a defensive center. No, it was over. You could cherry-pick every once yeah. in a while. The Shaktis, I'll stand on this end. Right. The Shaktis was not a good fit for the D'Antoni Suns. What was that, 2007 or eight? Something like that. That was bad. Planet Orange did not need him. But tonight, Kevin Durant starts, and I'm very excited about that. So uh, we're happy to see that. We'll do some uh, – what do we have for uh, giveaways? We had uh, Renaissance Festival oh, tickets, oh. and you're going there this weekend. Yeah, I'll be there on Sunday. Bretzky, you can go out to Beer Fest. You're going to drink a bunch of beer. Yeah, and that's uh, where I'm going. Stare at gypsies <laughs> out at the Renaissance Festival. So you got those with Brett, and we also have. I got 56k here. Hang on. A second. Oh, we oh, is it still loading? I'm looking. I was yeah. waiting like you were disappointed. In no, the no, no. Anyway, uh, we're going to give this away to you. Renaissance Festival and whatever Brett. Thought he was talking about what he had. Oh, disturbed tickets. Oh, disturbed tickets. All right, yeah. we got those for you. We're going to give those to you in just seconds in a very fast game. So prepare yourself. Uh, it's coming up in just seconds. It's 98 KUPD. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said, "Fully erect." You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.